Okay. So, we learned that our Aveda affects Atzmus. We learned that Aveda is Ava and Yira. Yira and then Ava. That the difference between Yira and Ava is that Yira doesn't necessarily demand change. And that that's very important in the Aveda year that a person should realize that Kabbalah soul is not dependent on changing yourself, your Ratzah, and your Seichel, your Midas. It's a matter of Maisa Bafayel, of changing what you're doing. I mean, I might, that might not necessarily yet be in line with my inner reality, so to speak. But I do it because I'm committed to it. That's Yiro. But that doesn't necessarily demand any change because a person could be, the rabbi said, a Yerushamayim B'tivish, what we were calling the law-abiding citizen. Whereas Ava is the real Aveda. Why? Because Ava demands change because the nature of the Nefesh Bahamis is to love itself. <clears throat> and it takes real work and effort to come to a point where a person loves a Kodesh Baruch of course, that love and effort is not mitzad the nefesh elokis, the godly soul, but rather mitzad the nefesh abamis, the animal soul. The animal soul is the one that has to come to the state of love because the love has to register in my conscious reality, which is my animal soul. And the Rebbe said something quite challenging, that it's theoretically possible for someone to serve God very seriously, very well, and yet not bring about, if he hasn't brought about change in himself, so then, meaning it's just an expression of his natural tendencies to do what's right and do what's proper, so then he hasn't really connected his Nefesh keys to a Kaddish Baruch because a Kaddish Baruch wants change, and I connect my Nefesh keys to a Kaddish Baruch when I do what a Kaddish Baruch wants, and if I haven't brought about change, so then I haven't brought about what a Kaddish Baruch wants, which is me to change myself, Chaim. Now we're getting to the Psukim Mamish. Up until now, we've been dealing with the Psukim. I mean, we haven't really been dealing with the Psukim. We've been dealing with the words, What does Avaida mean? What does Avaida affect? Now, in that context, we quoted the Psukim. We obviously, it was, it was specifically because our Pasuk uses first person, I will remove sickness from midst. We're on page 329, the bottom. I will remove sickness from my midst. From your midst, so we knew we were talking about Atzmus, Seder, but we haven't managed to explain Pshad and the Psukim why specifically these things and what these Psukim mean. We also don't understand why this Mimer is called Loisim Mishakela as opposed to Vavadim Ezvalakechem. It should be called Vavadim Ezvalakechem, which is the first Pusik. It's first Vavadim and then Loisim Mishakela. So the Pusik is the, the, the Mimer is called after the second one. Now we'll understand. Because the, the the lesson in Aveda comes from Loisim Mishakela. Let's see. Ulevayar Oifen Aveda. And in order to explain the way of the Aveda, an Oifen is a way of doing things. Or the, 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 the right? Ofna in modern Hebrew is fashion. Right? The way people dress. Okay? Oifen. The Oifen of something. And to explain the, the, the way this Aveda happens, the that Pasik, Mam Shikh Pasik continues. 
Okay, now you know why the Mimer is called Lesa Mishakeh Levakaila, because that's going to be the lesson in Aveda. The Aveda is the first Pasuk, how to do it, that's Lesa Mishakeh Levakaila. Dihine, Akada. What's an Akada? A barren woman. He she'enu yeled this banim. Someone who doesn't give birth to children. And what is that in Ruchnias? What are the children in Ruchnias? Tanya, beginning of Tanya, we're not so far from there. Abba and Ima, Chochma and Bina, give birth to children. What are the children? Hmm? Through Das. Das is the vehicle by which Abba and Ima, which is Chochma and Bina, give birth to children. What are the children? Abba and Ira, Chesed and Gvura. Right? Those are the Vanim. No one saw you coming. Did it so quietly, no one saw you coming. Hold on. Just one second. Just one second. Thank you. Look at what you just brought, right? He says one's enough. One side is soft. One side is soft. Okay. So the, what are the children? Avanira, right? In Tanya. Chochma and Bina, Abanima, the two different states of intellect. Right? Chochma, the ability to understand something. Bina, the actual understanding, so that it affects my conscious reality. Right? Through the agency of Das, the internalization of intellect, I give birth to love and fear. Midas, emotions. So the Akara is someone who doesn't give birth to emotion, someone who doesn't give birth to love and fear. Right? So, don't be that. Okay, well, that's easy enough to say, so how do we do that? That's what the Rebbe's going to explain. Dihine, second line. Akara this An Akara is a woman who, in Gashmias, doesn't give birth to children. What is that in Ruchnias? Dekai alamidus. That's relevant to the Midas, the emotional attributes of Aviyiro. Toldes is Beninus, the offshoot of his Beninus, meaning a person contemplates the greatness of God. What hopefully will that produce? An emotional response. The emotions are the offshoot of intellect. Right? Proper emotion, healthy emotion. Improper emotion, emotions of the Nevisha Bahamis, try to control intellect, so that intellect will rationalize my emotional desires. Right? That's how the Nevi works. That's why when the Rebbe in the, the Balatanya today, Chavdala Tevis is 207th Yote. Was there for bringing last year? Was there for bringing tonight? Tonight. Tonight. With whom? I was it for bringing last night? I was It was Yossi Penkins. Ah, but the, the Yeshiva hold for bringing is tonight. With anybody know? So someone will get on the group and let us know whether there's chassidus tomorrow morning, depending on when the forbringing ends, okay? Though usually Rabbi Vichlin finishes early, okay? But if he finishes after one, so then that's the official time when we say no chassidus tonight and then. So please uh, let people know. Okay. So, Chavdala Davis, Tanya. So what's, what's noticeable 
in Tanya. First five prokim, so the Rebbe explains, I mean, specifically Pasuk 3, uh, Perak, I'm sorry, Perak 3, 4, 5, explain the makeup of the Nevesh Elokis, right? Chokma and Bino, Midas, right? And the, the what, what mitzvahs are about and what Talmud Torah is about, mitzvahs is Perak Dalet, Talmud Torah is Perak Hay, okay? So, first the Rebbe discusses Chochman, Bina, and Das, the three Imois, the three mothers, the three sources that give birth to the seven Midas, the seven Midas, which are love and fear and their offshoots. In chapter 6, the Rebbe starts explaining the Nevesh of Bahamas, the animal soul. And in the context of the animal soul, the Rebbe first explains emotion and then intellect. Why emotion and intellect? Because when it's at the Nefesh Bahamis, the Nefesh Bahamis is essentially emotional. It has intellect. But what it would like to do is use intellect to rationalize the emotional desire. So I'll convince myself that what I want to do is fine, which is unhealthy emotion and improper intellect. Right? The scientist who skewers the experiment in order to justify what he wants to prove, well, that's not called very good intellect, is it? It's not science. Right? I want this to be the result. Okay, I'll fiddle around with all the machines, and so they'll give me the results. Well, that's not real. Okay, first, what does a person do? Hopefully, come to an objective understanding. Intellect is objective reality. Emotion is subjective reality. Right? There's a difference in intellect and emotion. Objective reality, two plus two is four. It has nothing to do with me. Right. Whether I like that, I don't like that, I feel like that, I don't feel like that, that has nothing to do with me. Intellect is objective reality. Truth is whatever truth is, regardless of what I feel. Okay. Emotions are subjective me, what I feel. My emotional state. I would like, a priori, hopefully, this is what Avedi is, and that's what I was going to discuss, that my emotional subjective state is in line with some objective truth that I've connected to through intellectual endeavor. How's that for good words, huh? Intellectual endeavor, right? You should put on a guard when I talk like that, no? Like intellectual endeavor, right? That, that through learning, through contemplation, I come to an appreciation of what truth is, <coughs> Hopefully, objectively, because that's real intellect. Right? Bad intellect is when I let my emotions cloud my intellect so that I don't see things clearly. So that's not really intellect, that's emotion. Right? So true intellect, I come to an objective understanding of what truth is. That's called his benenus, meditation, contemplation. And that should give birth to an emotional state. I'll emote in line with that. Right? That's why... Children's emotions are much more powerful than adults' emotions. Why? Well, because their intellect is less sophisticated. All right? So children get very, very happy or very, very sad. Right? Like they're just, and, and they can bounce back and forth so quickly you don't know what hit you. Right? Okay? Some kid is busy crying and you go over and you pick him up and you, you know, do something funny, all of a sudden he's laughing. Like, well, well, you know, what happened to the crying? Well, you know, he was absolutely on the floor crying about nothing. Right? It, was, it was absolutely nothing. That's why he can flip back to a state of you know, laughing two minutes later. It wasn't like something really happened. Okay. 
very, very powerful emotions, right? You tell a child something, uh, oh, I have good news, what? We're going to the park tomorrow. All of a sudden, five kids, yay, they're jumping around, and they're so happy, and they're jumping around the living room, and oh, yay, we're going to the park. Okay, fine. Okay, yay, good. So, you know, if you tell that to a 25-year-old, I have good news that uh, tomorrow you have a day off, and if you want, you can, uh, you know, go uh, do what, whatever it is that you've been looking forward to do. And so all of a sudden, they say, oh, yay, they don't act that way. I mean, I hope they don't. Right? They go, oh, great, thanks. Oh, that's really good. What, they have no emotions? What's wrong with this person? No. Their emotions are just much more sophisticated and much more mature based on a more mature intellect which tempers the emotion. So their highs are less high and their lows are less low. Right? They're more even-keeled. Right? It's the way adults are emotionally. That doesn't mean they're not in a, in a positive emotional state. They just don't jump around and go crazy in order to express it. So, intellect, we hope, tempers emotion, but intellect, we hope, on the deepest level, is the source of the emotional state. What is it that I love? Things that I have objectively come to appreciate are worthy of my love. Okay, so intellectually, I can come to the appreciation that human beings are more important than cars. So I will love humans more than cars, which means I won't berate a human if he accidentally scratches my car. Right? Whereas if I don't have that intellectual understanding, I will think my car is more important than the emotional state of that human, and I will call him all sorts of nasty names because he accidentally scratched my car. If he purposely scratches my car, so I still don't have to call him all sorts of nasty names, but obviously he's a you know, first-class creep, and, and, you know, so, you know, he, something should happen to him, like pay for it, or, you know, send him to the police. My, well, at that point she was 93, you know, now, you know, she's 96, right, but maybe even 94, I'm not sure. My mother stopped driving about two years ago, but near the end of her driving, so she had this car that was one of those cars that just drives forever. It's a great car. So, so it didn't even look schmutzy. It was just a great car. I don't know what it was, but it was a great car. So, uh, so she was driving this car. She parked it in front of her bank, and she went into the bank, and she comes out, and some lady is taking her key and scratching the side of my mother's car, going all over the car, scratching it. And there's a worker on the street who sees this and goes and grabs the lady and stops her and says, do you want me to call the police? And my mother said, no. Get the, send the lady for jail, to jail for being a maniac. I mean, that's not good. But this lady was, why? Because my mother, oh, she started screaming at my mother, ah, you old people, you shouldn't drive. Apparently, when my mother was parking, so she, you know, when you park very often, when you go backwards, you'll just touch the car behind you because it's a tight space, right? Nothing happens. Right? So my mother just touched her car. So this woman went, she evidently was in the car, so she went and shook There was no mark on either car. Now like, everybody has a, Screen, so you can see that her car didn't have. So this woman went, okay. So that woman's cracked, right? So obviously you relate to that differently than if someone does something. Uh, uh, you relate to her actions differently if she does it accidentally. I can't accidentally take a key and scratch up a person's car, okay? But why do I relate to it one way or the other? Well, based on my intellectual understanding of what's the proper emotional response to this reality. So that's called proper, healthy adult intellect.
uh, emotion. Right? So that's what the Rebbe says. That through um, the Wetter Avanira told us that he's Beninus, the offshoot of proper intellectual contemplation. Why do we learn Chassidus? We learn Chassidus to come to an appreciation of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. And if we come to an appreciation of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, so we might love a Kaddish Baruch Hu more than we love cheeseburgers. Right? No, I can't give up cheeseburgers. Just can't. <laughs> Why not? Oh, I love cheeseburgers. Okay. Let's talk about this. <laughs> you know, what's real and what's not so real, what's important and what's not so important. Okay. So at some point, it, I might get through to a person that their emotional relationship with cheeseburgers isn't quite as important as having an emotional relationship with the, with, with the creator of the universe and beyond. Oh, okay, that's reasonable. How long will it take for that to sort of percolate down into their emotional state? They can understand the idea right away. It'll take a while for that to percolate into becoming who they are, what they feel. But that's his brain in us. That's why we learn chassidus, learn Torah b'chalal, chassidus b'frat. And those are the offshoots. Those are the children. So when the puzzle says, Leisim mishakela va'akara, we're dealing with akara right now. Mishakela will come. Okay, but right now we're only dealing with akara. The whole next page is going to be about the akara, the barren woman. So what's the barren woman in Ruchnias? Someone who can't give birth to love and fear. Sha'avi bechinas ben. Av is the quality of ben, the son. Ve'yiroi bechinas bas. And yiroi is bas, the daughter. Ben, masculinity, is all about positive action. Positive commandments, an expression of love. Bas, femininity, is, a, is more passive. Inner strength, gvura, that's bas, that's negative commandments. The source of positive commandments is chesed, the source of negative commandments is gvura. Gvura, interesting enough, is the inner strength. Women are about inner, essential reality. Men are about external action. We've talked about this before, that's why a Jew comes from a Jewish woman. What's the only thing in the world that can make a Jew, a Jewish woman? Why? Existence. It, women are about essential existence. So women can create essential existence. A Jew, which tribe are you? What do you do? How do you express that Judaism outside in the world? That comes from your father. Right? That comes from masculinity. That's a f- masculine trait. Right? Men are outside. Women are inside. That's what they are. Women are panemias. Men are chitzenias. Men are more powerful in a chitzoni way, right? in an external way. Umishakela, so I was going to mention Mishakela, but we're, most of what we're going to be talking about now is going to be a card. Umishakela, what's that? that so Mishakela Mshad is someone who mourns the death of a child. Right? Okay, so what's that? Someone who gives birth to love and fear, but it disappears. Mishakela Ishiyah led this Avavayira, that's someone who gives birth to love and fear. Elashain Lem Kiyum, they don't last. Temporary, maybe based on a certain moment of inspiration, but it's not real. And relative to this comes the command. This is all the 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 headline of the next part of the Maimon. There shouldn't be a parent who mourns a child or a barren. I mean, it's, it's in the feminine, woman. 
She's bainanus, that a person's contemplation of godliness, meaning the thoughts that we think. Sarach liyais must be ba'ifin in a way, shetiyah mizeh ha'iladas amidais, that they should, they should give birth to an emotional state. Va'amidas yubakiyum, and these midas should last. Page 330, we're getting there. Sha'az tia aveda, and then the aveda of vavadatim as avayalakechim, you should serve God, your Lord, boy, as it should be. Okay, that's the headline. Next words, which we're so used to in the Rebbe's Maimarim, and all of the Rebbe's Maimarim, but hopefully you're more versed in the Rebbe's Maimarim than anybody else. He's your Rebbe. Beering. Now let's explain it. This is the basic idea. Now, what, what, what does that mean? Let's understand it. Okay. I, I just want to make kolakavod that you're all up on a wintry day like today. It's pretty easy to stay in bed on a day when you hear what's going on out there. Kolakavod. Well done. Right. It's pretty easy to stay in bed. Right. I hit an extra snooze this morning. <laughs> I just couldn't resist that extra five-minute snooze. It just, you know, you know, you're tired when when you hit the five-minute snooze, and when it rings again, it feels like it's been about three hours, right? Like you really just fell fast asleep. That five minutes, you just went into a deep sleep again. And then you know you're tired. Like, whoa, that's crazy. Feels like forever. Right? Okay. Ubiring. So what do we just say? Laced again. <coughs> like, well, in order to understand where we're going in the mind, the pasuk said the order of the pasuk is vavadetem esavaylokechem. Serve Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Uberechis lachma vesmimecho. He'll bless your bread and your water. Vasiroisi machlamikimecho, and I will remove sickness from your midst. And then it says valoisimishakelevakadem. Don't be someone who mourns the passing of a child or barren. Now, again, we were we mentioned this a couple of times when we saw the psukim at the beginning of the Mimer. That order is a little strange. You'd think the order would be don't be barren or if you have children, they should last, right? But the Rebbe doesn't make any mention of that in the Mimer. Certainly an interesting question in Pshat, but that's not something that we're, we're worried about in the Mimer. Right, so we're just not going to discuss it, even though it, it, it just sort of glares out at you that question: why the order is a little strange. You think first not barren, and then once you have children, so that they should have kiyum, they should last. So now, what's that in Aveda? That that pasuk leisimishakela vakara comes to tell you how to reach the state of vivadatam esavalakechem. Right? How do you come to a state of love and fear? Leisimishakela vakara. Do not be a mishakela and akara. Right? What does that mean? Be someone who... Now, the Rebbe's going to explain how to do that, right? Okay, or, or what it is that might prevent that, such that we'll know what to, what to avoid. What does that mean? Don't be, don't be barren. Your hisbeninus, your understanding of elokus, your intellectual reality should be such that it gives birth to emotions. Emotions being the benobas, the children, right? Tanya, again, we mentioned it earlier, right? Tanya. Very beginning of Tanya, third, fourth, and fifth chapter of Tanya. What are Chochmah and Bina? Chochmah and Bina are Abba and Ima that give birth to children. What are the children? Love and fear. One. Proper hisbeninus, proper understanding of reality will produce an emotional desire to connect to God. It won't just be an intellectual understanding, it will ultimately become an emotional desire. Okay? 
and those two have to work in concert, and that's interesting. That's the, the, the panemius of this week's parsha. That's what that's what the Kaddish Baruch says to Meisha at the beginning of the parsha. Right, Meisha is beetzim seichel, intellect. The aves were all midas. The aves are the, the seven midas, right? Avram's Chesed, Yitzchak is it's Gevura, Yaakov is Tiferes, right? Moshe Rabbeinu is Seichel, Rabbeinu Chachma. Okay, so Moshe looks at things from an intellectual point of view, and what what does he do at the end of last week's parsha? He fetches to a Kaddish Baruch Wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. Right? The Aves, Kaddish Baruch says to Moshe at the beginning of this week's parsha, they never fetch. They didn't fetch at me. Why? Well, they were Be'etzim emotion. Meaning they had internalized their relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu to such an extent that even though they might not have understood something, that didn't affect their relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu in any way, shape, or form. Whereas since Mesha was, was most mostly, at this point in his career, mostly intellect, what is the Kaddish Baruch Hu telling him? You, even though your essential expression is intellect, you must be someone who has the has the ability to internalize that intellect and bring about a an incredibly powerful emotional reality so that even if the reality that you see contradicts your intellectual understanding as to what should be doesn't make any difference in your relationship with the Kaddish Baruch your relationship is in a relationship of Ve'eda that you see, your relationship with the Kaddish Baruch is so powerful, it's as if you see God and absolutely nothing can move you from that relationship. <coughs> On the other hand, so then you say, okay, so then what do I need Moshe for? Oh. The other hand is, so what about a person who's essentially emotional? What must that person understand? That's not enough. You also have to have Moshe Rabbeinu. You have to have that an intellectual connection to a Kaddish Baruch Hu also. It might be that the person's essential personality is more connected to the notion of emotion than intellect. Okay, fine. That's true. That's how the Abishta created them. But what must that person do? That person must also set aside time to sit and learn Torah and develop a sophisticated intellectual appreciation of Elokus. Ah, it's going to... There's no question. They're essential... Reality is more emotional than intellectual. Okay, fine. They still intellect. They still have to connect to Moshe Rabbeinu, to that aspect of relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Just like Moshe is told, even though you're essentially an an intellect, so to speak, you must develop a more 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 powerful and well developed emotional connection to a Kaddish Baruch Both are necessary, and that's a Niyavaya. That's the beginning of the Barsha, Niyavaya. That what? Havaya is the level transcendent of both. It's the source of both. You have to go beyond your nature, which is a leukemia. Right? So you're naturally intellectual, work on emotion. You're naturally emotional, work on intellect. So they're both necessary, and that's what Moshe's told. Beginning of the Parsha. To be your Indian. Now the Rebbe is going to explain it all. Hine. Ba'akara, in a barren woman, in, in, in Gashmias. In, right? Obviously, what happens in Gashmias is a mirror image of what happens in Ruchnias, right? What, in, in, in physical terms, there's two different levels of, bar- of being barren, the Rebbe is going to explain. So that, that is expressed in spiritual terms also. Ba'akara, Shene, this in a woman 
who can't give birth, doesn't give birth, yesh beis bechinus. There's two levels. There's a woman who goes to the doctor and the doctor says, there's a physical problem that won't allow you to give birth. There's something missing. Okay. There's also a woman who will go to the doctor and the doctor will say, there's absolutely no physical problems, but for whatever reason you're having a hard time giving birth. All right. Two different levels of, of can happen in Gashmi's. Some women will go to the doctor and, and the doctor will say, it's impossible for you to give birth. All right. Who is it? Famous Lubavitch family. If I said the last name, you'd, you, you, many of you would probably have heard of the family. Who was it? That the, what, the, I can't remember who it is. I mean, I see their faces. I can't remember. So, so no, don't just throw all names. I'm guessing doesn't work. Um, so so um, the woman was told that she can't have children. So they went to the record. She was told that she didn't have a uterus, which is what we're going to see here, and, and she can't have children. They went to the Rebbe, the Rebbe gave them a bracha. They had eight or nine children. And the doctors just could never understand how in the world this happened, al because it didn't make any sense. She had eight or nine children. And who was? It's an amazing story. She tells it. She tells the story. You can find it. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. Right. And the doctors were just, you know, one doctor said, no, you can't. So, so the, the rabbi told them to go back to that doctor after she got pregnant and uh, to take the baby to that doctor. He said, after he gave this first baby. Bechina Aleph, what's the first level? Shafilu Beis Vlad. A Beis Vlad, literally a house of a child. Beis Matron, the house of maternity, which probably refers to the uterus, right? Which is where the child is nurtured. Einla. Meaning she doesn't have the physical apparatus necessary to give birth. Right? In Gashmis. Hainu, what does that mean? She la kli kibul. She doesn't have the vessel of reception, meaning a receptacle. To accept the pregnancy. For the purpose of giving birth. There could be such a situation. A physical problem. What is that Naveda? The Rabbi says it in an amazing way. Shabes Vlad? Kai? Now, Kai, we, we know, means stands on, literally, but it means is relevant to, relates to. Al Hispailus Siklus. Intellectual excitement. Hitpailut is excitement. Intellectual excitement. Doesn't even have the intellectual excitement. Sha'al Yoda that through it will be the birth of the emotions in a revealed state in their heart. I mean there's two different levels of giving birth in Ruchnius. One is first the intellectual understanding, the intellectual state. And the second is that intellectual state brings about a, an emotional state in line with the intellectual understanding. Okay, so 
The Rebbe says someone who has, there's absolutely no possibility whatsoever of any emotional change is when there's no intellectual excitement. In other words, someone who's not excited about an idea about a Kaddish Baruch Hu will never ever come to a state of love of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, Because it's like trying to give birth without a uterus. Right? The, the fertile ground where the emotion is nurtured is the intellectual excitement. If I find God boring, or I'm just not interested in learning about Him, so then I won't develop an emotional connection to Him. Why? Because He's not part of my reality. He's not part of my conscious reality. Right? What am I more interested in? I don't know. Whatever. Cars. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Cars or movies or food or whatever. Everybody has to be something, you know, hopefully is excited about something. The students over the year that are the most scary students that uh, personally I've ever had are those ones who when you talk to them, they're not interested in anything. Those people are scary. People have a Yitzhahara. They're alive. <laughs> they like something. I that thing they like is, is not healthy. Okay, take that energy and transform it to something healthy. Someone, if you ask them, what are you interested in? Nothing. Well, what do you like doing? Nothing. Well, I mean, I don't know. Girls? No. Something? No. Oh, no. That's really scary. The guy who tells you, you know, Rabbi, I, I love God, but I just, I just have to have a girlfriend. Okay, there's what to work with. He's alive, you know, he's alive. Now you just have to sort of figure out how to take that energy and channel it into something positive, and that'll take time. Students will just, I mean, Parakshim, there's been very few. I'm thinking of one in, uh, one particular that, some of you know Rabbi Appel? Mm -hmm. You know the Appels? Yeah. Okay, so Rabbi Appel and I were, he, he learned in Yeshiva where the two of us taught together, and we used to talk about it. He said, this guy's scary just not interested in anything. He was 18 years old and he just, he was a good kid. And, you know, he did, it's not like he was a troublemaker or anything. He just, don't you have any tithers for anything? I don't know what happened to him in the end. It was scary. Like, you know, must, what do you want to do? I don't know. What do you like? I don't know. Something, give me something. Football. Mm. Pizza. Something. <laughs> scary. Was my scary? He's eighteen, you know. Mele, you know, fifties. So he had a hard life, and he was burnt out. And so, okay, Nebuch, life just burnt him out. Okay, it's not okay, but I understand. Eighteen. So we have to have some connection and excitement about something, okay, and then what'll happen if we have some intellectual excitement, you know, all of a sudden you start talking about someone, something with someone, and they get alive. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, oh, oh. Okay, so then obviously they're going to develop, or already have, a pretty positive, well, not positive, strong emotional connection to that thing. Okay. If I don't have that about the Eberster, that I'm not going to develop any emotional connection to the Eberster. Intellectual excitement is the first level of a kara, the lack of intellectual excitement. Okay, so now how does that work in terms of the way midas and intellect work with each other? 
So we can also explain it in terms of the way intellect and, and, and emotions work, right? But first, there's just the you know the, the basic idea, which I think is intuitively understood that if a person's not excited about an idea, so then that idea obviously isn't going to create any emotional reality in his life. He's just not interested, not excited. God's boring. He, that, that doesn't mean he doesn't show up for Chassidus in the morning. Right. Kabbalah soul. <laughs> do it. Remember, the Kabbalah Solnik might not have very much year or up. Right? Meaning, any year he has is just year activities. So, how does it work? So, we know, you know, right, that, that all of the spheres are incorporated in each other. So, you see that most powerfully in terms of the seven levels of emotion, that each, seven, each of the seven levels of emotion contains within it all other emotions, and you pay heed to that fact by virtue of the fact that you count spheres every year, and every day you say, okay, this is chesed shebechesed, and gvura shebechesed, and tifera shebechesed, and you say that 49 times, because each of the seven midas contains within it all seven midas, right? And so even if you don't understand what that means, I mean, anybody who's ever counted Aymer knows that, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm expressing the fact that all seven midas are, are somehow, they all contain and, and incorporate all seven. Seven times seven, 49. Those are the 49 days of Aymer. And what we're trying to do is, after the intellectual clarity created by Matan Torah, to bring that into, or, you know, I'm sorry, by Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim, which we're going through now, so to bring that into an emotional state such that I'm ready to accept the Torah and certainly love God and fear God. Okay. But within the ten spheres, the same thing applies, not just the seven. In other words, there's an emotional aspect of intellect and an intellectual aspect of emotion. Now, to put that in Chassidusha terms, so you, when you see it in a mimer, you'll know what it's talking about. There's the midas of the meichin. What are meichin? Brains, meaning intellect. Chokmobin and das, those are the meichin. There's the emotions of the of the of the intellect. That's the mides shebemechin, and there's mechin shebemides, the intellect of the emotions. Okay. That's why intellect and emotions can connect to each other, because otherwise it would be hard to imagine how in the world can an intellectual understanding have any effect whatsoever on my emotions, since intellect and emotions are two completely different worlds. So why should my intellectual understanding have any bearing on my emotional state? They're, too, they're, too, they're so far apart that they're, they don't touch each other. Oh, that's true. But it's not true. Why isn't it true? Because there are midas shebemechi. There's an intellectual aspect of intellect. Did I say intellectual aspect of intellect? An emotional aspect of intellect. And there's an intellectual aspect of emotion. So let's start with the intellectual aspect of emotion because that I think is easier for us to understand. An animal. Does an animal have intellect? No. Or yes? No. The in, what you and I call intellect, they don't have. An, an, an animal cannot learn 5 times 5 is 25. You cannot teach that to an animal. Right? Now, you could teach it to bang 25 times on the ground when you say five times five, but he doesn't understand the idea. He just was trained to bang on the ground when you say five times five, right? So you could, you know, right? And if you, right? So teach him French, teach him that sank 
is the same as five and say sank times sank, he's not going to go, because he can't do that. Unless you teach him new things. Sank, 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 sank. He'll do the, that's, that's just Pavlovian, so to speak. Okay, He doesn't understand five times five. You can't teach a real idea to an animal. Okay, But do animals think? Of course they think. Can a fox outsmart the, the farmer? Sure can. Right? Does he have intellect? Absolutely not. So what is that exactly? Okay, so that's what we call, also we have the same thing, because we have a Nefeshabamis. Right? Also, Nefeshabamis works the same way, but it's easier to think about in terms of Nefeshabamis. There's a level of intellect that is the intellect of the Nefeshabamis, which means the ability of the Nefeshabamis to come to the conclusion, Shazet Tavli, this is good for me. An animal can do that. Right? A dog can come to certain decisions regarding what's good for him and he'll act in accordance with those decisions. But that's not, he doesn't have intellect. So where's that coming from? That's coming from the intellectual aspect of the midas of the animal soul. Because all he's got is midas of the animal soul. Especially a dog. What does the word kelev mean? Kule lev. He's all lev. Absolute emotions incarnate. That's why he's so nice to have around, because when you come home, he goes meshuggah every day, like he never saw you before. Right? Your wife doesn't act that way. Why not? Well, she's an adult human. What she do? Oh, you're home, you're home, you're home! That's what you want your wife to do? Okay, well, you better marry a 12-year-old and divorce her when she's 15, because she'll stop doing that, and then marry another 12-year-old. Right, because that's how twelve-year-olds act. Right now, there's a lot of thirty-year-olds who act that way. Right, they're twelve years old. They just on their passport it says they're thirty, but they're twelve, because that's how twelve-year-olds act, not how thirty-year-olds act. Right. Okay, so that's how dogs act. So it's very nice to come home to a dog who gets so excited. I mean, for kids, teenagers especially, someone who's so unbelievably excited to see them that gives the teenager who's having this, these issues as to whether or not they're worth anything, right? These, this feeling of, wow, like, look, this thing loves me. That's so great. They feel this unconditional love, and that's so incredible, and it's good for teenagers. Nice, you know, have a dog. Okay, fine. Can dogs think? Well, they do rather astounding things, but they, they don't have intellect like you and I. We know that, but... but they can definitely come to the realization of things, right? And, and, and that's called, the level of intellect that a dog has is called mechin shebemides, the intellect of the animal soul. Because that's all he has is an animal soul. And it's the intellect of the animal soul, which means the intellect of the mides of the animal soul. So dogs can learn really amazing things. Somehow, I don't, no one could ever figure this out. We had a dog. We had a family dog. And, and the dog showed up. I was the youngest, so the dog showed up when I was old enough to take care of the dog. Okay, so she was sort of my dog. She wasn't my dog, but she was sort of my dog. She definitely liked me best. Okay. No, well, because I was the one who took care of her when she was little, etc. Okay, fine. So, somehow, this dog figured out. And it is bizarre how dogs figure this out. And they, anybody who's ever had a dog, they, they, this dog figured out that I come home at a certain time every day, normally. So it was a half an hour walk from my high school to home. 
So I'd show up at about 3.30, 3.35 every day. There was a group of us who used to walk. I was the farthest. And, you know, they would, I'd pick up people on the way to school, and we'd drop off people on the way home, and we used to schmooze, same guys, every day. We used to walk to school together. Okay. So at 3.15 every day, this dog, no matter what she was doing, she was fast asleep somewhere, which is usually what dogs do during the day. It's like fast asleep near the radiator and it's pouring outside. It's Vancouver. It's like that. Right? She's near a radiator and she's, you know, toasty. 3.15, she would wake up. She'd look around. She'd go up to my sister's room. My sister didn't live in the house in that time. She would sit on the bed next to the window and look at the corner that I would come around 15 minutes later. How did she know it was 3.15 in the afternoon every day? Uh-huh. Can she tell time? Of course she can't tell time. She's a dog. Right? But every day at 3.50, she used to go and sit on that bed and watch. And I, I, my mother told me this later. Right? I didn't look to the window when I would come around the corner. But my, my, yeah, after this happened for a couple of weeks, my mother said, you know that she sits on the bed? So then I would turn the corner and I'd look. Sure enough, you'd see this little face in the bed. This, I mean, she was half a block away, right? This dog looking, and then as soon as she saw me, down the stairs, sitting at the front door, you know, the whole tush wagging back and forth. I haven't even showed up yet, and then I'd walk in, and it was pretty nice for a 15-year-old to get this welcome every day. And my mother also said hello to me. My mother, you know, likes me, but, but uh, so, so, okay, fine. So now how did she know to do that? I don't know. But obviously there's some state of intellect that knows, and, and the way it's explained in Chassidus, that that's the aspect of the making of Midas that knows Shazet Tevli. This is good for me. Now, it's interesting because it's Midas, it has Zet Tevli. It's good for me. You and I could come to a point that that aspect of us could even imagine loving something because Zet Tev, without the Li. It's just good. But that takes real work. Right? The natural state of the Nefesh is Zet Toiv Li. And it can come to that appreciation, even though that's the Meichin of the Midas of the Nefesh It's not Meichin. It's Meichin of Midas. And, the, and we use animals to explain it because we know animals don't have Meichin. Right? But they have making of meters. Animals think, there's no question about that. The animal can find his way home. So, but I don't understand. If he doesn't have intellect, so how can he figure out how to find his way home? Because he has the making of the meters. He has that aspect of intellect that is part of his emotional state, and that helps the animal. That's the, 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 the way Exodus explains it, is the animal can come to certain conclusions, muskongas. <coughs> what can't the animal do? be misbeinen on the panemius of the idea to, ex- to understand why I came to such a conclusion. That an animal can't do. A human can, because you and I have intellect. So I can understand why it is that I have an emotional reaction to something. That you and I can think about. Even if I don't like my emotional reaction to it, say that I can still think about it. Right? I have an emotional reaction to something that I'd like to do away with. Okay, you and I can do that. We can think about it and come to an intellectual conclusion such that I no longer want that emotion and then work on doing away with that emotional response. Animals can't do that. Animals don't do that. You might be able to train the animal not to do something, right? 
Every time the animal do, does something, he gets an electric shock. Guess what? He's going to stop doing that pretty soon. So now, what do you do with a dog? Well, every time he, you know, when he's young, every time he makes on the rug, so you rub his nose in it and you throw him out the front door. So he figures out pretty quickly, he really doesn't like having his nose rubbed in that. He really doesn't like that. So, so you don't have to hit him. Just rub his nose in it, and the, you know, dog's <coughs> smell is unbelievably powerful, and he really doesn't like that. And so, and then you throw him outside, and he figures out relatively quickly that, you know what, if I want to do that, he scratches on the door. He figures out that somehow outside and that are connected, and that's where he goes. Can he explain to you intellectually what that's all about? No. But he has enough mechin to figure it out. That's called mechin of mides. That's not the intellect you have. You know that. It's not what you... Your relationship has is completely different. That's why you don't do that with children. You talk to them. Right? You can't talk to a dog. Don't make on the rug. <laughs> yeah, he gets it. Right? Okay. You can teach him tricks. Right? And tricks based on talking. But if, you can only do that by giving him a cookie every time he does something right and then... My sister used to have a uh, used to have a dog, and they would put a cookie at the other end of the room and go trafe, 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 kosher. And then she'd run and go get the cookie. <laughs> okay. So well, we know dogs understand words, right? I mean, you say you know, stop, sit, stand, right? Okay. So that was their trick. They used to hold a gun to this dog. They'd go like this, and the dog would stand up on her back legs and put her paws. <laughs> She was a very funny dog. Then they go bang, and she'd roll over. How they taught this to I don't know. They must have driven the poor dog crazy, right? But how do you do that? You just keep giving them cookies every time they do it the right way, and they figure it out. Why? Zetovli, I'm going to get a cookie. They haven't come to the intellectual appreciation of the fact that this is existentially tough. <laughs> Animals can't do that. You and I can even with our Nebuchadnezzar. Okay, so that's intellect of emotion, which is easier to understand. So what's the Rebbe talking about here? Emotion of intellect. An idea can get you excited. Well, we understand, an idea is intellect. Intellect isn't excited. Intellect is all about cool, calm, and collected. That's what intellect is. So how can I possibly get... Um, what are emotions? Emotions are going out of myself, right? Connecting to something outside of myself. What's intellect? Intellect is all about withdrawing into myself. With what we're talking about, Mesha and the others. What might an intellectual do? Completely withdraw into the idea and be less interested in anything outside the idea and become very focused on the idea and not notice what's going on around him or her. Right? Okay, that's what intellect might cause. What's the Kaddish Bochah telling Mesha at the beginning of the, of the, the Parsha? No, 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 no. It's also important to have the emotional connection to what's outside. It's not just enough to have the internal intellectual connection. The Avas are all about the outside, Ava, Yira. Naturally, Maisha is all about the inside, intellect, Torah, learning. Okay, say that. What might learning Torah do? Learning Torah might create a situation where I'm oblivious to anything outside of my own learning. Right? It could, right? I'm going to sit and learn all day, and I don't really care what's going on with the rest of the Jewish people. It's not my interest. I have a mitzvah to sit and learn all day. I'm going to sit and learn all day. That's possible. A lot of people do that, right? 
but I have to have a certain balance. Wait, no, no, no. I, I have to when I see when I see a Jew in trouble, I have to be like Meishu Rabbeinu in Mitzrayim. You see, in this case, Meishu is the source of this positive thing, right? Meishu wasn't the intellect yet when he was 16 years old. What does Meishu see? He sees a Jew in trouble. Immediately, he puts himself in tremendous danger in order to save the Jew in trouble. He leaves his comfort zone and goes and saves that Jew. Right? Even though that he was Meishu Nefeshu, that puts himself, he, he's, he's endangering his own life in order to do that by killing the Mitzri. It was hitting the Jew. Right. So there's an emotional state of intellect. What does that mean? To get excited about an idea. And that's what allows that idea to ultimately percolate and resonate down in your emotional state because there's an emotional state of intellect called emotional intellectual excitement excitement's an emotion, right? there's intellectual excitement you get excited about an idea that's the idea that can penetrate into your emotional state if I'm not excited about the idea then there's no there's no there's no emotion of the intellect, therefore there's no way for the intellect to connect to the emotion. So how does it start? There's meichin, intellect, then mideis shebemeichin, intellectual excitement, then meichin shebemideis, the appreciation of the fact shezetoivli or zetoiv, obviously the second one is deeper than the first one, this is good or this is good for me, it's emotions, me, subjective me, and ultimately that brings about an emotional response to the thing. Those are the steps of intellect being transferred into emotion. First the intellectual understanding, the excitement about the idea, which is the emotion of the intellect, which touches the intellect of emotion, which brings about the emotion. Four steps. But if there were no mides shebemechin or mechin shebemides, then mides and mechin would have no connection to each other. Intellect and emotion are two completely different worlds. And never the twain shall meet. No, they meet. Why? Because they each incorporate in themselves the aspect of the other. So in intellect, what is it that allows the intellect to affect the emotion? What's called intellectual excitement. The emotion of intellect. And if that's not there, then how can the intellect connect to emotion? <laughs> there are two worlds. Simply, if I'm not excited about an idea, so then it doesn't affect my life. Oh, I have to know this. Okay, I'm saying it. It's exciting. It's something I find amazing. It's something I want to repeat to people. It's like, wow, I heard, whoa, look at this sikha. I saw a sikha today. You wouldn't believe it. You tell five different people. Okay, Baruch Hashem. That sikha is going to make an emotional impact or have an emotional impact in your life. You learn something. Ho-hum. I got the idea. Beseda, okay, fine. What's for breakfast? That's not going to... That doesn't affect me. Me. What does that mean? Me. The me that I feel doesn't affect me. Okay, let's just, we're, we're going to, there's a period in two lines, we're going to read quickly that period because it's time to stop and then we'll stop and we'll pick it up tomorrow morning.
unless you guys tell me that the Ferengen went late, which I doubt. Shabes Vlad, fourth line. Shabes Vlad Kayalis, Pailus Sichlis. The intellectual excitement. Shal Yoda Tia, Hoylodis, Amides, Bizgalis, Liber. That through it there is the giving birth of the Mides, of the emotions, in a revealed way in the heart. Meaning that the person actually feels an emotional attachment to a Kaddish Baruch. A Kaddish Baruch is part of their emotional reality. Vakara. She'ain love base vlad, the akara that has no base vlad. We're calling it the uterus, but again, in 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 ruchnius, it's the spilus perushe. Shaleizu bilvad. Not only she'ain le'ave v'yira. Not only is there not love and fear bezgalus liber in a revealed way in his in his heart. Shazewinyan. This is the idea of timtum halev. Timtum means stopped up. Right, it's mitum tam. I've heard that you know in, in, in Israelis call oh tam mitum tam, meaning nothing gets in. You're just like stopped up. Right, so mitum alev is the lave is sort of deadened, the lave is impenetrable. That's when there's no avavayira. Okay, fine. That's one state. Elo, no, but there's another state that's much worse. She'ain lo yafilu ispailu sichlis. He doesn't even have intellectual excitement. Shazel timtum amayach. This is when the brain is stopped up, which is worse. Because if there's only timtum alev, so there's possibility of somehow penetrating through that timtum and breaking down that, that, that opposition and bringing about a state of love and fear. But if there's timtum amayach, so then there's so much more work to do because the person doesn't find elokus at all interesting. It's just not interesting. What am I interested in? You want to talk about something interesting? Let's talk about me. I'll tell you all about me. Talk about God? I don't have anything to say. A girl in, in Milan asked me, this is such a common question. It's asked all the time in, in Sem. Now and then in my note, 